When looking for lost sheep, it is best to avoid the mountaintops. You never know what you might find. I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr, and this is Torah for Christians. In the Bible, whenever somebody says, Hineni, here I am, awesome things happen. When Abraham said he nani, God told him to sacrifice Isaac on Mount Moriah. When God called upon Isaiah to prophesy, Isaiah answered he nani. And when God called Moses at the burning bush, the only response possible was, of course, he nani, here I am. Here was this man steeped in the ways of the Egyptian palace, though tending sheep in Midian. Moses though, was comfortable in Midian. He was married to the daughter of a priest. He had a good job and had found fulfillment in his life. He would have been content to stay there forever. And why not? In Egypt, there were people wanting to kill him. A teacher of mine once taught that Moses found his calling on the pinnacle of Mount Sinai simply because he stopped to look. Apparently, bushes burn all the time in the desert. Moses stayed on the mountaintop long enough to realize that this was something different. It was a bush that kept burning. It was, to use the English translation, a bush that was not consumed. He took his time to recognize the miracle. In so doing, he became a servant of God. We have talked a lot about servant leadership. In this podcast, we will explore the servant aspect in greater detail. Becoming a servant must precede becoming a leader. A servant mentality gives us the perspective and responsibility necessary to succeed and to realize our true calling. When Moses said, here I am, he proclaimed that he was a servant of God. We learn here that leaders must first be servants. Without a sense of service, we can easily become demagogues. Two examples, one positive, one negative, explain this point. I often refer to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He was a great leader, but he was also a servant of God. Dr. King couched his rhetoric in the language of the church, which was, of course, replete with biblical imagery. In his final speech, the one he gave in Memphis, Tennessee, the night before he was assassinated, Dr. King spoke of the mountaintop and how he might never reach it. This was coded, metaphoric language. Dr. King cast himself in the role of Moses, knowing that he might never achieve total victory in the battle for civil rights. He might indeed have to climb his own mountain abode and allow for his successors to enter the holy land of racial equality. He could not have known that he would be murdered the next day. But he was fully aware that, while victory would be won in time, he might not live to celebrate it. Just as Moses yielded to Joshua when it was time to conquer the land of Israel, so Dr. King yielded to his lieutenants when the assassin's bullet took his life. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. lived and died within the metaphorical context of the story of Moses. By so doing, he placed himself in a position of service to God. As a servant of God, he became a leader of humanity and a role model for all who try to better 
the human condition. Adolf Hitler was a leader too, but he served nobody but himself and brought great destruction upon his people, my people, and indeed the entire world by acting upon his hateful and racist self-serving beliefs. Beholden to nobody, he exercised complete control over Germany. While in the short run, Hitler restored pride in the German people and brought recovery to the German economy, he ultimately brought disaster upon them and the world. The difference could not be any clearer. Dr. King was a servant of God and changed the world for the better. Hitler was a servant unto himself and almost destroyed the world and certainly almost destroyed the Jewish people. How then can we live our lives as servants to a higher power? Be it called God, Jesus, Allah, Buddha, or even Mother Earth. Call it what you wish. My first step is acknowledgement that this higher power exists. And as we learned in the last episode, that we are put on earth for a cause greater than ourselves. The second step is to ground ourselves in the teachings of our respective faiths. Jewish tradition teaches that there are actually 70 equally valid pathways to God. All of us can become people of faith, even people of faith in secularism, just by walking one of these paths. When we become active participants in our own spiritual journey, we enhance our positions as servant leaders. This is not as easy as it seems. Walking the path is critical to becoming a servant of God. Many people discarded their religious traditions at some point in their lives, maybe even you. We might have rebelled against the authority clergy or the arcane and mysterious customs of our faith. We might not have been raised in any faith. We might have become fascinated with secular humanism. Often, we just don't think about faith very much, saying that we are Christians, Muslims, or Jews only because we were born into that faith. Our faith traditions ground us morally. We learn why family is sacred, why we are entitled to fair wages, why the environment is critical to all that is good in life, and so much more. Acting as a person of faith enables us to know the difference between right and wrong enables us to correct those wrongs, and enables us to do the right thing with greater frequency. Acting as a person of faith will make us into true servant leaders. Think about a faith leader who inspires you. It does not even have to be a person from our own faith. Hindus might admire Mother Teresa, or Jews might venerate the Dalai Lama. These leaders lead from their value systems, not from expediency. The former brings respect and success. Expediency brings only contempt and ultimate ruin. There is one final aspect to being a servant, giving back. Whether we tithe, volunteer, do tzedakah, good works, or advocate for a cause, we engage in what I call higher power work. This is essential not just because all of us are obligated in our various faith systems to make the world a better place, but also because the very act of giving back acknowledges that there is a cause greater than ourselves. As Malcolm Gladwell wrote recently, the highest function of leadership is to set a standard of sacrifice and humility. 
Moses is the prime exemplar of this servant leader model. When Moses saw the bush burning on the summit of Mount Sinai, little did he know that he would have a Hineni moment. He came down the mountain a changed man, a servant leader. We too can become servant leaders when we climb to our own mountaintops and act from a sense of moral strength. Then we cannot fail but to become leaders. To conclude, here are the three major principles to take from this episode. There is something greater than us, and we are subservient to it. Clarify our vision based upon the moral teachings of our respective faiths and give back. This is the perfect time to announce that we have a new website, www.torforchristians.net, where you can access previous episodes, including transcripts, write a comment or ask a question, catch up on my Substack columns, Wednesday Torah, and Bible stories they never taught you in religious school, or even book me as a speaker. Soon there will also be a membership opportunity, which will entitle you to a free ebook and members-only Zoom talks when we can interact in real time. There is a lot on the horizon, so sign up for our mailing list and become a part of our community. I want to thank you for listening to Torah for Christians. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate it, please, and tell your friends. Spread the word. You are the reason for our success. And whether you identify as a Christian, a Jew, a Muslim, or even as a skeptic, we are all on this planet together. So please remember, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for us to dwell together as one. Till we meet again, I'm Rabbi Jordan Park, and this is Torah for Christians.